Hey everyone, welcome to the Risky Podcast. And Joel Heyman. <sighs> I'm Jeff Ramsey. Go with the song. I'm Olivia Munn. We'll see how Diane This podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Gasserola. 45th annual Risky Podcast. It's over. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Woohoo! Wow. Contrary to what I just said, it's actually not over. Now, can I ask us, did you check and make sure that's not a stolen Reliant <laughs> K song? <laughs> I bet it's not a Reliant. I'm, I'm the world's biggest Reliant K fan now. <laughs> so when you find out that the previous podcast theme song was stolen, is that the right word to use? The fucking yoink. When it was infringed, did we do anything to change that? No. <laughs> like, uh, like the, the, the way it happened was I had already cut everything together. I had already made my news post, and I was about to hit submit to submit the podcast. And I thought, I should look, I should Google, I just wasted 10 seconds of your time and see what comes up. And I saw it, and everything was already done. I just had to hit submit, and I was like, God, fucking, if I hadn't Googled that, then you I, I, I never would have known. What a jackass. What a jackass. No, no, I would have known immediately when comment number five was like, I know this song. You know what I've tried to do in the past, which I found to be very frustrating? Shower? License me. I'm a good shower. I want to point that out. I'm probably the best shower of this office. I don't know if that's true. I, I have a trophy that. on my desk and everything. I sometimes shower twice a day. You, you beat Matt. I'll give you that. But that's about it. <laughs> okay. Totally different topic. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, um, I have tried to license music for productions before. That's a very difficult thing to do. Yep. And I don't necessarily know that I understand that it can be done. Or how to do it. You just it definitely seems like it's different for whoever is providing the music as well. You know, you know what's interesting on the flip side of that? Because you know, we've had this conversation before. Back in the days when I lived in Jersey and I was doing PA work for the VSQ guys, they would just like get like boxes of CDs from record labels mailed to them that were like, please check this out. Use any of our stuff. Just give us a call. Yeah. We think you'll really like this music. You know, I always hear with TV shows, too, that if they play a portion of a song, oh, then they have to pay royalties on it. Can we do that? Can we just start playing uh, stuff? Uh, and then... oh, that's an interesting idea. Well, no, yeah. I thought it was like if you do it for like less than twenty seconds, then We're, it's free. But, but above it's, twenty seconds, but it's clear like that, that there's time. rules, right? And like, yeah, if, let's say are, they yes. go, let's say they go over twenty seconds. Let's right. just take that that scenario. Are they billed? Do they have a department that handles that? Who do you pay? I, I, I'm becoming like a fan of the rules of reality. You know, and it's like, well, what you can get away with, that's. Yeah, we're on, the, we're on the internet, right? Doesn't matter. Well, it what seems like radio gets away with everything, right? They can they can play whatever they want, well, but my, like, my, like like um, like not obviously not like radio. But I'm talking like talk shows and on the radio. I think it's eight seconds, is what I read, if I'm not mistaken. But so does that mean like a guy like Girl Talk Gus, as long as he doesn't have more than an eight second clip, is totally legal to sell his stuff? <laughs> no, because then you're selling it. I guess. God, you it's, wonder it's, how it's that different. guy. You're broadcasting it. You're selling it. Really, you're selling it to advertisers. Uh, I have thought before that when I've looked at some of these rights spreadsheets where like these are the rights that we have to clear i've thought you know it might just be easier just to put this stuff in there and then just pay the fine when it comes up it might actually be an easier process to do that i I just want to see the girl talk guy use video instead of audio i just want to see like take a bunch of tv shows just create new tv fans have done that on youtube if you look up any of his songs on youtube they have like where they use the actual video for that portion of the song is it any good not as cool as you'd think Ah. (laughs) it it, it does not sound very good (laughs) no it's not as good as the song. Let me see if I understand what you're saying. You're saying people are putting stuff they don't own the copyright to on YouTube? They are. How, but they're wow. just, it's just not as clever as his music. You blew know? my mind. They're not, they're not, they don't edit as well and as he we're, does. We're, we're living in an age right now where it's like completely culturally acceptable to steal stuff. You know, speaking, right? Even you saying the word steal is – I have to react to that in some way because there's a lot it, of people who don't consider it stealing. The other the other day I was driving. I think I told Bernie the story. The other day I was uh, I was driving into the office and I was listening to the radio and there was like some morning talk show and uh, the DJ was like, 
yeah, I was going to buy that song on iTunes and, and you know, use it here on, on the show, but, you know, those guys over there, the so-and-so guys, uh, got mad at me. They told me not to buy stuff on iTunes for us to use anymore, that we, I should just go to YouTube and get it like that for free. What? Yeah, yeah and I was like, God, this guy's on the fucking radio like doing, a, mo- doing like, a morning like a show. morning zoo kind of thing? Yeah, it was like one, of the, one of the local things. I was like, God damn it, I can't believe he's saying that. Can we just take his morning show and rebroadcast it under our podcast? I and, don't know if our guys... And, and then he was like looking for something on YouTube. He's like, oh, they took it down. I can't believe they took it down. They, who, who, why, why would they ever take anything down from YouTube? I was like, God damn it. I remember one time I was at a thread on Dig, and it was about one of these BitTorrent sites, and how wrong the, what is the RIAA was... And someone in the thread said, hey, you stole my link. You're a power user or whatever, and you took my link, <laughs> you son of a bitch. And everyone was digging this guy, going, going, how can this guy take your link and all that? It's like, do you guys not see the irony of this? <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, here, it's just a link that you made. You didn't even make the, the article. You're just linked to it, and you, this guy stole your link, and yet you're all discussing that. That's, you know? that's like back in the day when that kid posted uh, How We Met Luke, kind of. That kid posted all of Luke's images drawn images in his profile and you went to him and they were oh these are really cool these are great and he's like thanks strung us along never told us that he didn't make it and finally you were like did you actually draw these and he goes oh no no i found them but if you use them i want credit for it like yeah, yeah. Oh, i found them in another user's <laughs> image profile yeah, yeah i was trying to he had, luke had drawn this is before we knew luke he had drawn images of the characters and they were really cool because he drew, drew Griffiths fat and yeah. he drew sar destroyed he took information from the lines and did these really cool character designs of the rvb characters and I saw them all over the site because people kept rehosting them, and I finally found one kid, like you said, that had all of them. And I said, hey, are, uh, these are really great. Uh, can we put these on the front page? He goes, yes. He goes, but I want to make sure that I get the proper credit for it. Here's my name, and here's where I want to be credited. And I, on a hunch, I said, well, did you – you made these, right? He goes, no, I didn't make them, but I, I deserve credit for finding them. <laughs> I'll get right on that. He wants his finder's fee. <laughs> I'll get right on that. What a fucking jackass. But then I met Luke. I finally, you know, I met Luke, and now we work with Luke, so that yep. was pretty cool. It's a good thing we don't work with that other guy. He'd be <laughs> subcontracting all his work out to Luke on the side. Yeah, We'd right. never know. He'd just be going to Luke's image gallery. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Can't work today. That guy in Canada hasn't put out anything new yet. So uh, it's good to have you back, Bernie. You missed last week. I did miss last week, and I and I, I mean that sincerely. I missed you guys. Really, <laughs> did you? Really? I, I really did miss you guys. We, we had a good time uh, um, making Jack never want to be on the podcast again. <laughs> so who? the question is, who are you going to get angry at this week, Gus? Because you've been getting too angry No, no, lately. no. Well, people have been making me angry. No, no, no. I think, that's I think not the way it works. We, 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 got a good, we, got a good crew, we got a good crew this week. You get angry. People don't make you angry. No, no, no. I don't get angry. Anger is thrust upon me. In other words, Gus knows he can't outpunch anybody in the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> you think you can take Jack in a fight? No, I, w- I wouldn't go down that road. I, man, no, I no, no, I don't a, think so. He's a big guy. I don't think I could take anyone in a fight. Oh, you could, you could fight the British kids. Yeah, you could. You could. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, that that doesn't count. Yeah, like, that goes without. They're saying. not even human. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get if you can get past Gavino's hair, that's really the main thing. They're like shaved rats, basically. <laughs> uh, but no, no, there's no way I would ever try even think about trying to fight Jack. I was in, uh, yeah, I was in Seattle for a week working on. Uh, Working on a commercial that should be out very soon, and I, I had a great time. I very rarely work on the commercials, and this was one that I wanted to work on, and it was an absolute blast. Well, I think you did an excellent job. Well, thank you, and thank you. And when, when it's on TV, maybe we can talk about it a little bit more. That sounds awesome. Of but course. I, I, and I also want to give a nice shout-out. We went out to dinner uh, in Seattle, and a, a fan bought us dinner, uh, unbeknownst to us, just recognized us and paid for our dinner, me and Matt and one of the guys we were working with. And that was very, very, very cool, and I want to say thank you to whomever did that. Is that did right? did who, you ever find out who it was? No, we did. We actually met him afterwards. But, but you're I, not allowed to talk but, about but it? But I still want to say thank you to the guy for but doing it. But you can't it. say his name. That, 
I, well, I mean, I guess I could say his name. It doesn't doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. You already said what city it was in and everything, right? It's <laughs> not a secret. I mean, I <laughs> well, now, now, I'm all, now I'm all curious. I just, I just want to say thank you to that all right, person. All right, well, your, your thanks is acknowledged. That kind of stuff happens more over there than it does here. Okay, it was Obama. Okay. I didn't want I wouldn't want to get embarrassed, but no. he saw us there, and he's a huge, he's a huge Caboose fan, actually, Joel. Really? Believe it or not, yeah. Well, it's yeah. blue figures. Blue, yeah. No, it's just it's, they were guys that were working there, actually. Ah, okay. And they were very cool. That's very cool. So, and there's one thing I like, it's free food. When and, uh, basically everybody at this particular, uh, they all have a PhD, right? What? At the, at the at, restaurant? At, at the McDonald's? It's a high-class fucking... <laughs> I thought for a second we could talk about the developer, but we probably can't talk about that either, can we? Oh, you mean the place where we went? No, yeah, that was a, that was a fun environment to be into. You know, this uh, Game development companies are fun to walk into because... They're people from and, such diverse backgrounds. And, and the best thing about people. them is they have a place in Olivelle where, where it's like a hallway, and it's just like a hallway of chocolate bars and refrigerators full of Coke and just garbage, just the, as far as the eye can see. Yeah, just, these, these stock snack area. Yeah, I think I've never eaten as poorly as I have when working on commercials and, oh, visiting, and visiting game developers. In, invariably, they all have... And when you mean poorly, you mean... Gus and I used to do commercials <laughs> in Santa Monica. This is back when we were doing some of the EA stuff, like the Madden stuff. And they would have a girl who would bring a tray around with gummy bears on it and, like, peanuts. And she'd be like, licorice? Would you like a Twizzler? It's like every 20 minutes. She sounds like the most beautiful person in the entire world. <laughs> very beautiful. But the, the, all those game development companies all have, you know, multiple kitchens just stocked with all the junk food and crap you want to eat and sodas. Well, and... it's not all junk food because there is a company that I think survives just on those contracts. I've never seen a Talking Rain drink anywhere else but in a video game <laughs> or a commercial studio. Like any kind of like professional production we've been to. They'll have this Talking Rain sparkling water. Never seen it anywhere else. Have you guys? Mm-mm. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? No, no, I don't think no. I know that. Oh, you don't? Uh-uh. Uh, I'll show you the can. You'll recognize the can for sure. Okay. okay. I'm, probably, I'm probably not even remembering it right. Yeah, rain. Gus and I had a similar experience when we were at PAX. We went out to lunch with our friend Lori. And, we, we went out to liquid lunch. Liquid lunch, yeah. A little glug glug yum yum. And uh, we were sitting at this bar uh, eating, and uh, some guy walked by, looked at us, did a double take, Walked as fast as he could to the other side of the room, and Gus and I weren't paying attention. And then Lori goes, I think that guy is taking pictures of him <laughs> from behind a tree. And we looked, and there was like a plant, a planner, and he'd walked behind the planner and like parted it like a nerdy paparazzi and had his tiny little camera phone and was taking pictures of us through the leaves yeah. of the bush. We waved him over, like, You want to take a picture with us? You want it was to- <laughs> so surreal, bizarre. It was very really, strange. Really weird. Okay, Jeff, I'm going to show you a picture of this. Okay, I want to see it. Uh, what? What see you... if you recognize that. Yeah, I recognize the talking rain. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know that I've ever seen it on those trips. I'm just going to say yes, because I don't want to start a fight. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, talking rain. You're talking a world friend. Everybody's got them. I noticed that you guys would avoid the water part of the refrigerator <laughs> when you go in there. You look for beer, and then if you don't see beer, it's straight to, like, double Joel's cola or something like that. They always have beer. Yeah, they usually in, do. Invariably. Yeah. The commercial places have beer. The or the you know the studios have beer, and the development places usually don't have beer. That's what I find. They, they they wheel it out in the afternoons. They do. They have it's the five o'clock is wine and cheese hour. <laughs> no, that's the the production place. Yeah. Has uh, has everyone in this room seen Zombieland? No, I no. have. Is it, Gus, you haven't. No, only uh, yeah. you and Bernie have. I heard you didn't like it, and I expected you not to like it. But I have a question for you, Joel. Because yes. in the in the tenure of uh, our relationship, I don't know that I've ever seen you like a movie. No, it's rare. Don't what was like it? Stuff. Do you remember the last movie you liked? Was it like? Sophie's Choice or Reds or <laughs> Joel. I think Joel I, I was going to guess Terms of Endearment. Terms of Endearment. Terms of Endearment. 
I would even say that Joel tends to like movies less the more that other people like them. You think so? As well, they no, grow in popularity, just... then Joel's like, this is unacceptable. No, not <laughs> at all. I don't That's know that I've gotten that impression Utterly ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Well, what's a movie you like? Then? You, ever, you ever complimented I'm an actor sure in front of Joel? Oh, That's yeah. a funny process. But, like, I've seen a few, quite a few movies with Joel, and, like, the first thing that happens when we walk out of the theater is Joel goes, what was that? What, <laughs> what did I see? What? what? <laughs> That's it. What was, what was the, do you remember the last movie you liked? Oh, that you saw in the theater? No, I know there's, I know there must be something. Was it a Chaplin film? Oh, God. <laughs> so, are, is this your way of saying you didn't like Zombieland? No, I, I didn't. I was under-impressed by it, yeah. Do you agree with my criticism that there are no zombies in Zombieland? The, the, the middle part of the movie. Like, there's the first part of the movie, there's the end part of the movie. The first part being the, the middle, credits. Yeah, I guess. And there's the middle chunk where it's like, is this, is this what happened to the zombie movie? Right. You know, there's yep. no zombie movie. It's like just a formulaic whatever where... I, I, don't, want, I don't want to ruin stuff for people. Okay, I don't so know it's, so it's, it's I a don't... formulaic whatever with stuff. Got the, it. It's got a beginning, middle, and end part. <laughs> and there are credits. You know that? It's like, I guess you can cut all this out. <laughs> I guess you can cut all this out. He's been out for a month. Why would you do that, Joel? You came up with a great idea where it's like, if you have a zombie movie, what, how, how awesome would it be if you were to get like a big-name actor, right. like an A-list actor, to just be a zombie? I was very, like, like very Like Tom Cruise upset. or Tom Hanks. It was like, and, and just said, a zombie, just a faceless zombie. That would be hysterical, right? How cool would it be to find a celebrity zombie? Because there would be celebrity zombies. That would be zombies. fantastic. And then they start indicating that in the movie, it's yeah. like someone indicated that to me, and I thought, oh, well, this, well, at least that should be interesting. At least, you know, I mean, it's disappointing they already had the idea, but whatever. And it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that. It's fucking a guy. It's, 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 a, it's, it's, I'm getting an- the volume levels. The He's anger. getting upset. It's, it's not even that. It's like a, 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 an actor who's he's pretending to be a zombie. A celebrity who survives and he's right. pretending to be a zombie. Yeah, I know the bit. And, uh, hmm. But it's it so funny. But it was funny. The bits with him were kind of funny in there. No. No? <laughs> Didn't like it? Didn't mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, we wrote that zombie thing where I, we were going to try to get a celebrity to play a zombie, but actually a zombie, a celebrity zombie. The guys tried to take pictures with it and stuff like that. So, you know, which is which, which is kind of like it's a reminder of the way the world used to be and things we found important. And they, you know, they clearly wouldn't find that important yet. They still do because they're guys. That was the point of the thing that I want to do. And then of course, like every idea now, if you think of it, you better make it as fast as you possibly can because <laughs> somebody else true. will make it. How hard would it be to like convince like a you know a list major actor to like just be a zombie? It would be impossible, right? It would be hard. Apparently this thing with the – it's Bill Murray, okay, who's in Zombieland. I, I think everyone who's going to see Zombieland has seen him by now. Probably. Yeah. Um, and, and Bill Murray, and I, from what I understand, they got him at the very last minute, and they didn't know it was going to be him, and they wrote everything for him. And they shot all of his stuff in, I think, two days. That is, that's the one thing. Someone pointed out to me. I guess Jack pointed out to me that they made the movie for $12 million. And I, I give them credit. It seems like the movie was made for a lot more than $12 million. I don't think that's the official number. I think that's what people are saying. Officially on books, I think it's $23 million. It's still – it looked – you know, if yeah. someone would have told me it was a 50 – maybe not $50 million, but in that neighborhood, I would have bought it. I would have believed it. They did some stuff like – the thing they did well, I don't think they did the zombie well, but they did the land well. The land part of it, where sure. they just cleared everything out. It was like there was no one around. There's a scene with um, what's his name, Jesse Eisenberg. Is that his name? Yeah, is that the name of the kid who answers that eternal question? <laughs> hey, what do we do if we can't get Michael Sarah yeah, for our movie? We can't afford Michael Sarah. <laughs> what do we do? The answer is Jesse Eisenberg. Um, they had a scene with him and Woody Harrelson where they meet, and they're on a freeway where everything's wrecked. Like there's a bus, and I think there's even a jetliner. On the freeway, yeah, yeah, and they did a great job of having a cleared out highway, which is what well, you would expect. Didn't they film like in Kentucky or something? I don't imagine it'd be that hard. I believe they filmed in Georgia. Yeah, 
That, I think you're right. It was Georgia. Hey, that reminds me. I just saw this this morning. I was going to tell you. The Austin Film Festival is going to show uh, premiere Youth and Revolt. I know you were interested in seeing that movie. Dude, that looks awesome. Yeah. It's a good book. That looks good really book. awesome. I went and saw Where the Wild Things Are, I mean, and I will try to keep this spoiler free because I know a lot of people haven't I'm had guess a chance. you didn't like it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I Man, I didn't like it. Surprise of the century. Why? Why would I – do I not like movies? You generally don't, but then as time goes on, you like them more. Well, that's, that's, that is true. It seems like as time goes on, you grow, movies grow on you. That is true. And uh, like, I guess maybe as you mull them over, you, uh, you like them more. Or I can come out of a movie and like it, and it would be amped up. And like that was a cool movie like Transformers or Clone Wars. And then over time go, what was the point of that movie? <laughs> you, did like, that, you did that once in a spectacular way where we went and left work to go see episode two together. Clone Wars, yeah. Me, you, and, uh, and uh, Ajax. And you walked out of the movie and went, that was awesome. And by the time we got back to the office, which was four miles away, you were like, that movie sucked. Yeah. It was really bizarre how quickly it happened. You know, my, my opinion of movies is very dynamic. Sure. I think I think everybody's is, and I think so much like expectation going into it is so like important. And if all of your friends think it's the greatest movie in the world, and you go in there, it's okay. Then the movie sucks. Everyone's like, "Ah, oh, this movie sucks." And it's okay. It's, it's great. Yeah, ex- expectation definitely plays a, a huge part in it. I think. Well, I took my kid to see Wild Things, and it's all emo and depressing. Well, did your kid like it? Yeah, I mean, he. You know, I was telling Matt when I went and saw Star Wars as a kid, I didn't know until I was. 13 or 14 that R2-D2 had the plans for the Death Star. I just thought they were just <laughs> I just thought the bad guys were chasing the good guys. I, I missed that plot element entirely. So you didn't like that it was like a melancholy movie? No. Because it looked totally melancholy in the trailers. It's huh? hard to explain but the main wild thing the uh-huh. one voiced by James Gandolfini is like a drunken stepfather. He's like a passive he's like a psychotic person manic depressive and it, it's just hard to put up with. It's and you don't at the end of it, you don't understand what the point of it was. Hmm. He's just all these people are like, don't make him mad, don't try to appease him. And at first, you think he's friendly, and then he's odd, and everything's just super odd in that movie. And it's it's hard to explain, but I don't know. I just at the end of it, it's just nonsensical. How long was it? Like two hours. Oh wow, that seems that seems pretty long. From a technical level, it was awesome. There's not a moment that those things are on screen that you don't believe they're real. Not a moment. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, they are they are really, really well done. In fact, I don't know what the combination of CG and puppetry was, but whatever it was, was perfect. And yet, and like, here we have Avatar coming up. You know, it's like, how do we go backwards? I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to speak too ill of Avatar because we actually haven't seen it yet. But I well, mean, based no, no, on, based on be, the trailer, be... I agree with you. I mean, like, are the visual effects going to change in the movie versus the trailer? <laughs> sure, I mean, sure. Absolutely. I've seen that before. Absolutely. Or maybe, really? or oh, maybe, yeah. or maybe yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man had a totally different t- – looked totally different in the movie than the trailer. The trailer was embarrassing, and we were all laughing about how bad it was. And it, I thought the, they rushed I thought the to get the trailer out, and it wasn't done. Also, um, you, you, you know, seeing the trailer is also kind of out of context, if that makes sense. I yeah. agree with that. It may make more sense, you know, once you're actually watching the movie. I guess, but my main yeah. complaint was just looking at the, the characters. Just yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm just trying to the, sure, play, sure. play the, thing, the other side here. The, sure. the other thing I read is that from the people that saw the 15 minutes of it is that the movie was designed for the IMAX, and you have oh. to see it in that experience to, to actually see all the detail and for it to look um. correct. <laughs> I, know Bernie, I know Bernie disagrees with that, but I don't, I, that's, I, what, I, that's what they're saying. Man, we need to make a soundboard. So. <laughs> we have some fucking hotkey sounds here. Burp, burp, you know, burp, burp. Time, Wait, time will that? tell. Yeah, that's crazy. That that sounds like a that sounds like a Harry Knowles with all due respect, Harry Knowles ain't a cool news review that you yeah. have to be in the right time frame and the right state of mind to appreciate the movie. Your, glu- your glucose level has to be at exactly. <laughs> 
I guess. I don't know. Oh, well, well, I mean, on, on a brighter note, uh, I finished Uncharted 2 this week. Well, I do one thing to say one more thing about James Cameron before okay, we get to okay, that. Okay, Great game, by the way. But the, the, the reason why I'm not going to bash Avatar is because I very clearly remember before Titanic came out how this was going to sink James Cameron. Yeah. This was going to be his Titanic. And that it was never, no one was going to see this movie. He built this enormous set, and it was going to be garbage. And it was a great movie, and it was the most successful movie. Well, also, yeah, I mean, they, they how was... could you build half a freaking boat in Mexico and like have it be have the capability of sinking repeatedly and have that look bad? Well, I mean, here's here's the here's the deal. He yeah he made he made all that stuff, and it sounds great. But then the thing people didn't understand was he made it like at ninety percent scale. Yeah. And yeah. that's what had people scratching their head, like, why the fuck would you go through all that trouble and then not make it 100% scale? And he talked about that, and it made sense when he talked about it, because that extra 10% was a lot more money, mm-hmm. and 90% was clearly it good seems, enough. It seems like you could gain that 10% on the lens anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. But, that, but, you know, you're right. James Cameron does not make bad movies. So far. So far. Right. So stick with it. Yeah, stick with it. Yeah, have a little faith. I mean, th- have some faith. The dude has never steered us wrong. Yep. I, I think I, I think other people are probably building it up more for him than he's doing it himself. Sure. I mean, I haven't seen any advertising for Avatar Review. Comic-Con. Comic-Con, that was it. Yeah, and it's coming out in like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Most movies that are that close, we're getting bombarded. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I, I will go see it and I keep my expectations low, so maybe I'll be set up for a, a nice walk out of the movie and love it and get home and I hate it. <laughs> kind of experience. Maybe you'll boomerang back around to liking it by the time you get home. You look kind of far from the theater. Maybe so. But uh, like I was saying, I finished Uncharted 2 uh, this week. And it's a, I think it's the first time I'm talking about a PlayStation 3 game on the podcast. Uh-oh. It was really good. I think we have to give a shout-out to uh, Jeff and Gus for the great Achievement Hunter Saw video. I, I, think, <laughs> I think what was so good about that is I think you could literally take that audio and just go ahead and apply it to a different game like you can put that on the uncharted thing it's gonna work fine i have not seen the cell video but i've heard clips of it it sounds very funny it was, it was a featured video on youtube it's still a featured video on youtube right now yeah. <laughs> had nothing to do with that game <laughs> fantastic 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 video though i, I well, do want to play saw now though so. can i say that i've been thoroughly enjoying your achievement hunter videos gus and i'm happy to have them thanks thanks it's, it's been a lot of fun doing these uh, these uncharted ones what's next on your plate um, I don't know, actually. I tried to buy Borderlands for you this morning. Yeah, I'll, I'll try Borderlands. I think someone's already working on that, though, so I'm going to see what else is out there. Can I can I bitch for a second about that? Borderlands? No, well, not the game itself, but I went to a video game store this morning. I don't want to name any names. Not name names. It was game crazy. <laughs> and uh, I walked in, and there are no less than 30 copies of Borderlands yep. on the counter behind him. And I go, hey, I'd like to pick up a copy of Borderlands. He goes... What platform? And I go, uh, 360. And he goes, yeah, I can't sell it to you. And I go, why? I, there's like a, there's like a fucking mountain of the games behind you. And I know Borderlands is not that big of a hit, you know? And uh, he goes, uh, yeah, pre-orders. And I go, so those are all pre-ordered? I find that hard to believe. And he's like, I can't sell for three days. I was like, wow. Okay. Do you realize? Is the pre-order business that big? I don't think so. I, and I, well, I'm here, not... here's, here's, the, here's the rub. And here's the rub, and I know this guy makes like $8 an hour and doesn't give a fuck, you know, and it's just his job. I'm not going to get mad at him, but I'm like, you do realize that I'm just going to go get in my car and drive literally across the interstate to Best Buy and buy it. I'm certainly not going to wait to play the game for three days and then come back to see if you have copies that you're allowed to sell. Right. I'm yeah. just going to go somewhere else. Yeah, you know, I, you know I've, I've really soured on the whole, like, buying games at game stores because of that. And like you said, there's that Best Buy that's close to both of our houses, and I walk in there. And I'm like, do you have this game? They're like, yeah, it's not out yet. It's in the back. Let me go grab it for you. I have, they have never not had a game right. that I looked for. I, also Target, same thing. Yeah. You know, the game companies have got to be easier 
on them about that because the the most expensive part of making game is not manufacturing the discs and the case. That is not the expensive part. Right. Right. So they've got to make it easier on stores to return product, and that be okay. Yeah. You know. And they, I guess they just make it hard so the, these game stops and game crazies have to go mm-hmm. through this crazy free inventory crap. It's so it's like the time that you tried to buy a Wii and they had Wiis at the store and they said we literally can't sell them till Sunday. The Wii had been out for a month at that time. Oh right, but for some reason they said yeah they don't they, they don't corporate doesn't want us to put them on the shelves. Yeah, till they Sunday. probably had an ad or a circular that was going to come out exactly or was right. promoting yeah. some sale. It was it was for a holiday weekend sale. That's right. I'd forgotten about that. It's so frustrating. And I now I don't want to go back to the store, and I'd forgotten that yeah. they'd done that to me. And I encountered that more at game stores than anywhere else. It's just every, really every, bizarre. Every time I've encountered that problem, I just feel, like, so burned. Exactly yeah. what you're saying. It's like, I just don't ever want to come back to this place. It is super convenient for me to go to that game crazy. And uh, and now I just don't want to go there because it's – I, I just I, know i got to fight with the person I, to I, buy the game. I don't like going there because every time well, – the two times I've ever bought a game at that game, same game crazy, like – I have to fight them to not get like the disc refinishing service or whatever bullshit that they sell warranty for the game. And and it's, then I just I read that they're closing 160 stores across the U.S. Game and crazy? it's like yeah, and it's like well I okay, wonder yeah. why. Here, here, you yeah, can't well, you, you won't sell here, shit to your customers. You're paralyzing your inventory for the five dollar pre order fee. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like they're trying so hard to battle the oncoming threat. It's like they have all these weird you know the pre order and this that and the other thing. You're talking about like, digital delivery or. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, you it's know, a the, long the, way off, you know, the CEO. Listen, listen to this. The CEO You're mentally impaired. If you think it's a long the, way, the uh, CEO of Netflix <laughs> came out last week and said that the DVD is going to be dead in two years. In two years, that's, that's pretty fast. I don't know. I don't know if it's true, yep. but this is but obviously somebody who I, is. I saw an ad actually on, on TV last night for Netflix, where they're you know normally they used to have ads that promoted like fifteen dollars a month. You know, all the DVDs you can watch, three DVDs at a time, or whatever. Right? They used to have that commercial. The commercial I saw last night was. Nine, Netflix, nine dollars a month. Stream any movie you want, or stream all the vid- videos you want. Like they're yeah, they're wow. no longer pushing the the DVD through mail option. Do you guys get the feeling that that Netflix streaming thing is temporary? Let any year from now we won't have that anymore. No, no. I, I don't know why I, f- I feel that that's if, the case. If you feel, I, I wonder if it's just because they're having to deal with the. Like nobody, like nobody's caught up yet. Like, hey, they're streaming all these things. They're not even do, buying the DVDs anymore. They're just streaming copies of the movie. Well, they get paid. A, they get. I mean, they get paid licensing for. Do you know streams. that? I'm pretty sure. I read you an article they, you about it. They get paid per play. I think they get paid like a yearly fee for okay. being in the service. That would that would make sense to me. Well, yeah. I think find it interesting that stuff goes on and off that service. I found that very interesting. That's true. I had Matilda in the queue for Millie, and it disappeared for like a month, and then it came back in. And I think we've talked about this before. I think we've all noticed a, de- a decline in the quality of the titles that have been become available on Netflix no, streaming. I, I disagreed, and I said I, I see more selection. You yeah, no, more? Lost yeah. just showed up. I yeah, think Lost. Stars Play is saving that stuff. Yeah, I see, I see. I feel like I see more big stuff showing up now than I used to, but there's still. It's still not as complete, of course, as a whole, like the DVD selection. But you know some, like, it kind of ties into everything that's going on in this country right now where we take simple things like finance and we make them un- needlessly comp- complex. Like a credit card agreement statement. Well, exactly. Like like a simple loan or something of that nature. You know, when you have a retail store, you have a product, you sell the product. That just makes sense on a fundamental level. You can explain it to a child and it makes sense. If you explain why the item is sitting behind the counter and they can't sell it until a certain date or until certain people who have a $5 contract on that item and their option expires, then we can buy it. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You remember, yeah. The, you remember the time that Jeff and I, the first time we put out DVDs for Red vs. Blue, and we're about to come out with a DVD for the shorts and a DVD for recreation. We're working on those right now. Yeah. But season one and season two, 
we shipped out of my living room and your living room. Yeah. And we had to buy – do you remember what the stamps were that we had to go out and buy? It, it was, I remember the Foxes were the $1. The Foxes and the Edna Ferbers. Edna and... Ferbers were the big one. They were 83-cent stamps and then two 22-cent stamps. Yeah. And those were the Jefferson with the green Jefferson ones. Oh, I thought they were Washington. Oh, they're Washington. They're Washington. I can't yeah. tell the difference between those guys when they're profiled. I really can't. I really can't. Um, so I had to go. We would go buy these 83-cent stamps, which were pretty rare to find. So we'd go to post offices and say, we will buy all of your 83-cent stamps. And it was amazing the reaction that we got to, I want to buy your stamps. Yeah. They would say, how many do you need? And we, I say, I just need all of them. I'll buy every 83-cent stamp you have. And they say, well, you can't just say all of them. I need to know how many you need. I say, okay. I need a thousand, and they'd say I only have thirty. It's like I'll buy thirty then. I will buy every eighty-three cent stamp you have. So the guy would give me one sheet. He goes, I can only sell you one sheet, and there'd be two other sheets there sitting there. I said, No, I want to buy all of them. I want to buy those two sheets as well. And he'd say, I can't do that because if I sell you all my eighty-three cent stamps, and then someone comes in later and says I need eighty-three cent stamps, I won't be able to sell it to him. I go, I'm that guy. I'm standing right here. You're telling me you can't sell it to me. You're guaranteed you're going to tell that to somebody, and that person is me, and you're, you're going to tell me you can't sell it to me? That some imaginary person might come in? You might have this conversation? That's unbelievable. In the back of his mind, he knows there's like some sort of FEMA situation that's going to arise between the moment, and there's somehow an 83-cent stamp is going to come into play. That, that's going to be... That's how they seal the coffins, you know? That's right. 83-cent <laughs> stamps. 83-cent stamps. And, you know, a stamp is the best thing, too. A stamp is like a pre-order coupon. The The... the, the post office doesn't make their money from shipping packages they make their money from selling stamps so i've used to buy a sheet of stamps and lose it they make the same they make more money because yeah. they don't have to, they don't have to service it's it like a fucking that, gift card that's why they fucking encourage stamp collecting i bet they started that do you yeah, think you they started that? Of, course of course they did of course they, started. Of course they, they started. did stamp collecting i'm not I'm still, I, I'm still not sure like why a government agency ha- is like ever like you see like the the tour de france well, or whatever and they're it's, sponsoring it's like why are they, it's why su- are... pseudo government it's not really a, it's it's weird it's complicated yeah yeah I don't think government agencies can sponsor a Tour de France team. I still want to know how they do that. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. If you're a government, don't sponsor stuff. Yeah. I mean, if this is, you know, tax dollars, don't, I don't want to, I don't know. Or they issue a Bugs Bunny stamp? That seems kind of strange, you know? Yeah. How, well, how come we can't get a red versus blue stamp, right? We should get on that. We should. <laughs> we should get Caboose on the negative one cent stamp. Didn't they have a print, <laughs> a print your own stamp at one point? Didn't they have that? Oh, I think they do. I think you can buy like that shit at Office Depot or something, right? Like it's like the stamps dot com, you know, whatever. Like little barcode goes on it, and you can print whatever picture you want. Can you really? I thought you could just print your own denomination. I didn't realize you could print your own I think picture. You, I think there's some you can print your own picture too. So you could print like a dick on a stamp. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could. Fucking boner stamps. That sounds awesome. I love that that was the first thing you went to. <laughs> well, it always is. Sloppy pussy. <laughs> Would this be a self-adhesive stamp? I hope so. <laughs> the, but wasn't there a thing with that where they had – maybe they were going to vote on a new stamp and like Charles Manson won or they were trying – people were trying to print Charles Manson stamps? Is that really? I, I seem to remember that. I'm probably <laughs> misremembering. I do not remember that. This is like 10 years ago when companies were just figuring out the dynamic IT environment and sure. the public was way ahead of them. <laughs> and everything everything became a, a prank on some big corporation, like Michael Jick or Michael Vick uh, bulldog jerseys. Have you seen those? Yeah, yeah. Well, they can print an NFL jersey for your dog. That, that was yeah. They had that in the New York Times like a month ago or something. They had a big ad, and it was like they had a dog wearing a jersey, and it was Vick. On the, and it was like, <laughs> have you guys done any of your research at all? Or when you could get the uh, the Michael Vick jersey that said uh, Sanchez. What oh, let's say Ron Mexico. Ron Mexico to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You might have to qualify that. There was a... Oh, have we talked about this? Oh, okay, whatever. There was a... I guess Ron Mexico was the pseudonym he used when he went to the uh, clinic to get treated for herpes. <laughs> well, so, that was allegedly. 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 That's a big time. I think that came up in court where somebody uh, sued him. Uh, and uh, so... For a while, you could buy them from NFL.com. You get Michael. You get number seven Atlanta Falcon jerseys with Mexico <clears> on the back. But then they stopped allowing you to do that. Yeah, that sucks. Another, uh, yet another huge scandal that just kind of went away. The yeah. Ron Mexico Michael Vick thing. It, it got eclipsed by a slightly bigger one. I can't seem to remember it right now. But yeah. I think just Michael Vick did something else. Chew on it for a while. <laughs> You'll remember. I'll, hey, I'll sniff it out eventually. Do you hear? Okay, okay. Don't, just don't bark up the wrong tree. Oh. And cut. <laughs> Do you, have you guys been paying attention at all to the whole Jay Leno in primetime? No. no. Is, is that still on? He has essentially driven the NBC primetime lineup into the dumper now. The big deal is now I hear that local news stations are not getting any ratings on NBC, and they're losing all of their revenue from commercials they would normally be able oh, to sell man. on their late-night news. And that it's just – it's dismal. It's dismal. Why do you think that is? Because he was so successful – is it just the time slot? Is the time slot the star? I think it's people don't want to see variety shows. I, I'm, I would agree with Gus, and I'm happy to hear that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Right, God, that. I mean, does anyone remember the 60s and the 70s? People hated that shit. That shit went away. Well, what I hope is that... Hey, don't don't talk shit about the Mandrell sisters, <laughs> all right? Maybe they'll um, pay closer attention to this and say, why do people watch Leno or Letterman? Because you're choosing between Leno or Letterman. Sure. And then occasionally they have tried to put news on. Like, didn't Dan Rather have something on ABC that was going to go up against Leno and Letterman? Well, no, uh, I mean, they've had Night- Nightline, Nightline forever. forever yeah. yeah. Ted Koppel. And, uh, you know, it's just when, when those are your choices, when there's no narrative choice, you have to choose between one of those. Sure. So I think what this says is if people have a choice between <laughs> story or variety, they're going to go for the story part. Mm-hmm. And it, hopefully it'll, it'll put the brakes on this whole thing of – we can put a show up as long as it's cheap enough. We can make money from That's it. That's the thing. The thing that makes entertainment in the United States and the world really is production value. That's what makes it. Yep. Yeah. You know, and we're the only place that can produce it because we've got the abundance of money or whatever. And it's like. And the resources, yeah. Yeah. Speaking but, of NBC, was I dreaming or did I read a story that said Comcast was thinking about buying NBC? I've heard that. I heard. I heard. Can uh, you buy NBC? They're part of Universal. Yeah. I heard. Uh, what was his name? Murdoch was. I could be wrong. Could be totally shot in the dark around CNBC, where he was maybe making a bid for it. But who knows? Yeah, I thought I heard Comcast, which seems fucking bizarre to me, wanted to buy them, but they had to get like a twenty percent stake away from Vivendi. Hmm. That's got to be a whole mess. Well, yeah. you get Vivendi out, then Vivendi loses Universal. That would affect games too. Yeah. So I have no idea. Well, I mean, Marvel got bought up by Disney. You know, there's consolidation. That makes sense. A little bit to me. That make, does oh, make it sense. Oh, it makes total sense because especially right now with like prices yeah, but, being depressed as it. Yeah, but Comcast is, you know, a data provider. Well, no. They actually own networks as well. Comcast owns E and they own G4. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, they hmm. uh, they do own that. I learned that on my no, last trip out to LA. This is, the thing, this is the thing with Leno. It's like you basically have, you know, con- you know, NBC or whoever trying to come up with more and more entertainment cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. You know, and it's, I don't know. Great, seeing great, less, great point. Seeing less narratives, seeing less narratives, and any other form of entertainment other than narratives. Uh, the Comcast Entertainment Group includes E Entertainment Television, Style, FearNet. I don't know what that is, and then G4 as well. Hmm. So a lot of lifestyle channels in there. I don't know. I don't know how NBC would particularly fit into that, but I don't know. It's, it, well, the weird thing I find is how much the networks change places just in the course of my lifetime. Mm-hmm. In my lifetime, NBC went from being 
bottom of the barrel to being an unstoppable juggernaut. Yep. Thursday night on NBC, you just couldn't compete with that. If you got a show on Thursday night on NBC, you were made for life. And now it's back to being, you know, CBS has somehow taken the lead again. I guess when Survivor came out, CBS suddenly took off because they discovered the reality <laughs> television. Yeah, they have Survivor and The Amazing Race, too, right? Didn't they have yep. Big Brother? Yeah, Big Brother. Amazing Race, I think, is still a pretty big cash cow for them. I was reading about a little something about that the other day. We, we should go on that show. You want to? Yeah, let's do it. That would be let's good. make a video. Okay. So what would be cool, <laughs> what I think would be very cool is if networks look at this and they say, hey, clearly when we put variety television up against cool narratives, which are the late night narratives, the late night narratives beat the shit out of the variety stuff. So maybe we can extrapolate this up above even further and have – for what would be on our times on 10.30, have a 10.30 narrative that's maybe a little bit closer to, say, the Showtime and HBO style. You know what they could do? Sure. Is they could split it. They could have, like, a first half that's before the local news and then another half after the local news. I mean, how, how else do you ensure your oh, local affiliates that's a, like that? That's a long block of programming. Well, you can make it a half an hour in front and half an hour at the end. But you know there'd be, like, pressure to interject, like, plot lines through the news. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> They'll be one big story. The fucking weather. I don't care. Well, what I, I saw them do, uh, I think they tested those waters a couple of years ago because I remember for a while there, there was, like, a neutered version of Sex and the City that showed on one of the big three after, like, 11 on some nights. Yeah, but it always matters what time zone, too, because sure. it's weird to us here that Letterman comes on at 11.30. Yeah, that's... I hear that on the East Coast. Where does it come on in California, Joel? No, it, it comes on at, at it comes on at 10.30 for us, right? Right. For us. 11.30 East Coast. And right. I think West Coast matches the East Coast time, right? Yes. So 11.30 is on 11.30. That seems odd. That seems very late to me. Mm -hmm. That's when Conan comes on for us. At this us. point, I'm so dizzy, I can't tell Sorry. what Conan, <laughs> Conan. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon now comes on for us. Unless you live in Houston. In which case, Conan came on at fucking midnight yeah they, they boycotted conan to late night but when that chick the other day on saturday night live when she said the f-bomb on the air live there was no fine because they were in safe harbor yeah. so mm -hmm. why can't some of these networks start doing stuff like hbo is doing and show definitely opened up a little bit but yeah it'd be, gr it'd be great to see them take more chances you know what you don't see very often you don't see shows graduating from the lower networks to the higher networks uh and by that I mean Battlestar Galactica was a huge hit on Sci-Fi Network. And there was never any talk of it coming up to NBC at any point in time because it's in that same group of family, mm -hmm. that, that family of channels, I should say. And I wonder why that is. Well, they probably want to use it, you know, from their perspective, they probably want to use it to push viewers out to Sci-Fi, to the smaller network. So you're saying if it, if it works where it is, leave it there, right? Yeah, leave it there and then draw the audience out <laughs> over there. What an interesting concept. Maybe they should have done that with Leno. <laughs> <laughs> And now Conan's Conan's well Letterman's just a juggernaut right now because of his uh, scandal he's got yeah. going on his convenient scandals. But he was already beating Conan before that. Yeah, he was. I don't really care much about this stuff. I never watch. Do you ever watch those shows? I don't have TV. I oh can't. yeah, yeah. You don't have TV yet. If we ask you about The Office, you've seen every episode. Well, I, I mean, quit quit using I don't have TV as an excuse well, because obviously you can watch TV. I can watch what's on Hulu. I don't even right? watch, exactly. I don't even watch TV. <laughs> but I, I I don't. Can I watch Letterman on? It's not on Hulu. Well, that's uh, my point. You don't go looking for it. Either. No, I, I think you can watch it on CBS. The only, the only shows I watch are Thirty Rock and uh, The Office. Gus watches it. Gus watches like Letterman and yeah, I always have it on. Like normally when I'm playing WoW, I just have it, the TV on. I would really? watch it. I'd watch it in the background yeah. if I if, if it was readily available. But I'm not going to go. Like you're right. I'm not going to go out of my way for it. If I have to search it out, it's not going to happen. I heard, what you're pointing at me because I heard that you are currently trying to infect Jack. With the WoW virus. No, no, he, he affected himself. He wanted to know what it was about. I sent him a 10-day trial, and he liked it. 
That's that's infecting people. Yeah, stuff. He can approach me. He can, I, st- he can stop whenever he wants. Oh, no, Give him can't. the first bit for free, and then he starts paying. I, I showed him all about addicted. add-ons. I showed no. him auctioneer yesterday. No. He's fucking... He's no. in. Listen, Jack's a very hardworking, noble guy. If there's any girls out there, a guy with no girlfriend <laughs> should not be playing WoW. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> he's, he's already at like level 22 or so, I think. Wow, level 22. Awesome. What is he playing? Mage. Is uh, Mage. anyone in this room not going to play the new Star Wars... Old Republic? Yeah, when it comes out. Of course we will. I probably won't. I've been meaning to play Aeon, and I haven't played it yet. I don't don't play those games at all, and I'm considering playing them. Old Republic might not have a a Mac counterpart. That sucks. What? So, I mean, that's something to be be aware of. What? How can that be? I won't play it then. Most, uh, Most MMOs are like that. I think I thought it's changed. Most everything is like that. How is that new? It used to be like that. I mean, there's... Oh, God, I'm, I'm astonished. Why are you upset? Because I'm buying Macs. <laughs> Are you going to buy a Mac? Yeah. Really? You can always boot camp and install, play it on the other side. Nah. Keep your computer I've for your never, work. Uh, I've never... I've been a PC person my whole life. and uh, just, You're Microsoft certified, right? Yeah, that's so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> but I am, but God knows how. But um, yeah, the next computer I'm getting is going to be a Mac, I think. It's just... Are you Microsoft certified, yes? No, no. We're probably not anymore. Joel, you're probably not anymore. Though, no, I'm right? sure. I'm, well, yeah. well, I'm certified in NT Server 4.0, which is like <laughs> 8 million years ago. The, the only certification I ever got was for like Solaris, like Solaris 8 something administration. I don't even fucking remember. <laughs> that I went in to go see if I could get Microsoft certified. I went in to take the test so I would know what to study for. And I passed this, the test with the score, the exact score you need to pass. Just going in blind and taking it. And that's how I got Microsoft certified. <laughs> and those are tough my, tests. Those are tough tests. Well, my, my logic was I knew a lot about Windows already. Let's just go in and see. And I, Let's find out for sure. You know what the great – you know, you guys were show, uh, telling me about Bing.com. Yeah. Which is like – and now I, I think the greatest thing on the internet now is internet sites that fill out fields for you on other internet sites. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're specifically you're talking about like the Bing.com travel section, yeah, right? right? It's yeah, fantastic. It's great. I, I used it. I think I talked about and, it before. And I, lo- I love the idea of out there of all those internet sites that are like they don't work and the thing that and there's a pain they has to fill out just being usurped by mm-hmm. other internet sites who are just going to fill out the forms for me. To fill out the form more efficiently. Love it. I like – my favorite part about Bing is the daily picture. I go just to look at the picture. <laughs> click really? on it. Yeah, I love it. I click on it and there's like – it tells me little bits of information about like Thailand or like some sort of a caterpillar. I, and I, 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 only, I think it's awesome. I only go there if I'm going to like book travel. And I have, so obviously I haven't done that since – no, I go there pretty regularly to see what the daily photo is. I like the fact that there's a travel site that doesn't force me to book through the travel site. Right. Like Expedia and Travelocity. I find it odd, too. Isn't Expedia Microsoft? I thought it was. I don't know. I think it is. So it, it doesn't mean to be a major function on Bing's travel is Expedia. <laughs> it's not one of the main ones that pushes you through. It doesn't? I thought it pushed you through I, Orbitz, Travelocity, and Expedia. It, it's got a checkbox for it, but it's not the level of integration I would have expected. Oh, I see. So, yeah. But it's nice not it, – I hate – I've booked through Hotels.com and I've booked through Travelocity. And those are great, especially if you want to find a last-minute good deal. They're not so great if you ever have travel that needs to be flexible in any way. Right. There's nothing worse than talking to an airline person, working out your ticket, and then saying, I can't change this. You have to call Travelocity mm-hmm. and have them change it. And then you might as well just, you know – you may as well just start walking back to wherever you need to go. <laughs> you probably should. <laughs> you'll, you'll get there just as fast. You should work on growing wings at that point. Get yourself there. Yeah, that's the worst. I, 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 
I hate looking through those third-party sites just for that reason. Expedia is the first checkbox on Bing. I just checked. Oh. Well, there you go. And Booking Buddy. Never heard of that. Booking Buddy. Travelocity is not an option. Huh. Hmm. They couldn't, fascinating. They couldn't, they couldn't pay enough money to, to license the gnome. You <laughs> just feel you guys uh. like, how can, I, how can I digest this information faster? <laughs> uh, well, Borderlands is coming out today, and I'm really excited to play this game. I feel like it's a game I didn't hear a lot about, I think, until right around PAX time. Yeah, well, you and I checked it out at PAX at that Microsoft event. Yeah, and I saw it. It was pretty pretty cool. It seems like an interesting hybrid. It seems like the kind of game that I I will want to play the shit out of. It's getting some pretty good reviews too. Oh, is it? I haven't even seen any of them yet. Yeah, uh, I mean it's it's they haven't been like stellar, but their reviews have been pretty good and it, good enough to certainly want to play it. Mm. And uh, hopefully someday we'll be able to leave and go to Best Buy and pick it up. I saw one of the TV commercials. I liked it. Did you really? Yeah, I thought I thought it was well done. Okay. I don't know. You probably haven't seen it. I, I don't think I have. Yeah. I don't think they have it on Hulu. <laughs> no. Yeah, so it's talking about Borderlands here? Yeah. It doesn't seem like a real game to me. Really? It doesn't It doesn't seem like a real release to me. I don't know why. It. Uh, it's a, I think it's a bigger release than I thought it was going to be. It. Uh, they did midnight launches at like 1,300 GameStops last really? night for it. Yeah. I really didn't think it was going to be that big. I didn't either. Apparently, this is a AAA title that we were was just under our radar. Uh, yeah, somehow hmm. we, we haven't been talking about it in the office, and I don't know why. I mean, I don't know anything about it. It seems kind of cool. Yeah, what I've heard about it, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it's been on the radar There's around a, here for whatever this reason. Sony, is this this is not available on 360? Yeah, it's 360. Oh, is it? Oh, so uh-huh. yeah, I, don't know I think it's on, it's on Gearbox both game. platforms, right? Yeah, it's and PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's three actually big games coming out this week. Two of them are, are, are nowhere on my radar. I don't think anybody else in the offices. SmackDown versus Raw. Those games always sell like two million copies, and uh, FIFA 10, which supposedly. Is the fastest selling EA sports game of all time? Yeah, well, I bet that has. <laughs> that probably sells a little more overseas than it does here. Yeah, for sure. I saw a TV commercial for Cabela's hunting video game. Or Cabela what? puts out two or ga- two games a year. Do they have a budget for TV commercials? I guess so. For, like during the, that's crazy to me, dude. That that Cabela's in the Buda is supposed to be the second largest tourist spot in Texas. You know, tourist uh, spot. Yeah. Oh my they god. They say it brings like three and a half million tourists a year. I don't know if you know this, Joel, but the last two Cabela's games that have come out have happened coincidentally come out on the same day as Halo game launches. Yep. <laughs> the last Cabela's game came out the same day as ODST, and the previous Cabela's game came out the same day as Halo Three. And the Mega Sixty Four guys did two very funny videos about that. Oh, <laughs> I'll, actually, I'll, I'll make sure to link it. What is the deal with that? I was just say it sounds like somebody's getting their news from Mega Sixty Four. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally stolen from Mega Sixty Four videos. Who, who knew that Mega Sixty Four would be a reliable source for video game news? <laughs> who knew? In the future, all news is going to be in the form of entertainment. So. It'll be in the, in the form of a three minute skit. Yeah. So th- this is going to be more of a visual thing, but I still want to show it to you anyway, and you can link it uh, in the linked up. But I was showing this to Jeff the other day. It's a picture of a dude from Germany who is oh, the so weird. arm wrestling champion of Germany. He's a skinny little dude. He essentially just works out one arm. It's constantly. it's creepy. God, he looks like uh, I can't. His arm it. looks. His forearm looks swollen, like he got bit by a bee. He looks like a fiddler crab. Are we allowed to talk uh, about? Oh, he looks like the charger. Yeah. He does look kind of like the charger. Yeah. yeah. I, I want. I, I should. You and I should do that, Jeff. You should work out your left arm. I'll work out my right arm. <laughs> okay. We have the best high fives ever. Oh, that <laughs> is freaky. That's pretty freaky. Well, he's got a he's got a reason for it though. He's an arm wrestling champion. I guess so. <laughs> can, can you imagine being on the other side of that dude and like, you know, no, like yes. trying to pick a fight with him at a bar and be like, what the fuck's wrong with you, buddy? And then he turns around with his giant arm with and fucking clocks you in the face. With his Hellboy arm. <laughs> dude, he, uh, I wonder if he like watched that episode of The what? Simpsons why, and became why, inspired. Why, <laughs> why does he have the wristbands on the non-big arm? 
I have no idea. Probably to remind him that it's, it's there. To cut off the blood, to keep the blood flowing, <laughs> like, to lower to the big I wonder eye. if he naturally tilts. Like, one side is a lot heavier than the other side, right? That's gotta be weird. No, I'm sure he would adjust to that. I'm I sure don't he, know. I'm sure he can get by. Might have some lower back pain. Yeah. I mean, just working out would be odd. It's, you know, gonna, yeah. do, my, gonna do my curls again. <laughs> is it just curl? I mean, what is, it's really strange. I wonder if, they're like, how far into his back would that go? And his chest. I mean, it's it's not I just the arm. You I can't know. do that. Dude, somebody needs to tell that guy to stop it. <laughs> That's crazy. The thing I don't understand is, like, you can work out both arms in conjunction at the same time. So why not? Like, why focus on one <laughs> yeah, arm? right? Like, what's he doing with his other arm while is he, like, doing taxes with his other arm while he's working out? Why can't he do both? <laughs> he, he, his forearm on his right arm is 18 inches around. Ugh. Wow. I, think, I think mine's, like, four. I think your maybe thigh four. is maybe 18 inches you know, and that's his forearm. So it's crazy, really crazy. Wow. Speaking of a, another visual thing, we hadn't seen the drunkest guy ever try to buy beer by last podcast. <laughs> no, God. I don't think we had seen that. That might be podcast. the best video I've ever seen on it's the like an, You should link that. that yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That guy's got to be sick. That <laughs> I saw the video. There's something wrong with that guy. <laughs> like, I, I wondered that the first time I saw it. I was like, is this guy really, like, really drunk or is he having seizures on the floor, like unable to stand up? Yeah, like he's going into a diabetic coma or something like that. Dude, that guy's mastery of gravity is <laughs> it, exceptional. It looked, it looked like someone had like an invisible force keeping him down or something like that, or he looked like uh, the, the original Star Trek. I think you he, know? Had a, <laughs> he, he had an invisible force keeping him up when he was like walking and his head's like all the way back. And I don't know how that dude was walking. It doesn't look possible. It's like Michael Jackson in that video. When he leans forward? Yeah. Yeah, they had help with that. They had, yeah, and they didn't do it. That was depressing to find yeah, that out, depressing. by the way. I think we we lamented that in a previous podcast. Yeah. I think so. What, what were you talking about? In oh, the Moonwalker. Uh, you know when they lean forward in the, uh, um, what song? Smooth Criminal? Thank you, Smooth Criminal. When they yeah. he does that big, long lean forward, uh-huh. and it's, wow, how'd they do that? It's, they have pegs in the floor, and they put their shoes in the pegs. Well, when they did the video, they did it with cables, and they painted the cables out. But for the show, the and stage you, show, they you have guys pegs. were lamenting? We, it, I thought it was real. Growing up. As a kid, I thought it was real, too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The dude could do a moonwalk. Why couldn't you lean forward a lot? No, I mean, yeah, that's, you know. It just know. sucks that it, you, to find out that something you thought was, you know, real had, and very cool. He also yeah. probably had kid. sex with lots of kids. Well, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. That's like when you first find out that Randy Johnson's really a Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. He kind of takes it off. He thought he was a regular person. <laughs> nope. What if Randy Johnson had one giant arm like that dude? Sasquatch. He probably does. But you just can't tell. You know, because his arms aren't close enough together <laughs> to get any kind of frame of reference. <laughs> Such a huge man. What's he doing now? Is he still pitching? He's long gone, no, I think right? he has like a, a like a car dealership in Arizona or something, right? So what are you doing this weekend, Gus? Um, what am I doing this weekend? Oh, I don't know. My, Aside from making a DVD, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> uh, I have no idea, actually. Uh, hopefully we'll play some Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, I don't know. We're supposed to play tonight, but I don't. I have a feeling that's not going to We're supposed happen. to play tonight? It's Tuesday. We play on Tuesdays. Huh, no one told me about that. Every Tuesday we play. <laughs> How do you when someone doesn't show up for D and D? What happens? They don't get XP. So you have a party of say four people, and uh-huh. then suddenly you're only three people for a little while, and then you're back to four people. Yeah, or that, 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 person, that person's like, like on autopilot. Like everyone will kind of communally run him and do what they think that person would have done. The DM will roll for him and stuff, or he just like stays in the vehicle. <laughs> why don't you just play WoW? I mean, why not? Totally different experience. Okay, it's pretty different, and it's also free. After you buy the After you buy hundreds the of dollars worth of books and dice and miniatures. Yeah, but I bought that shit ten years ago or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a one-time fee. 
you don't include the computer in the cost of your WoW playing. You know? Yeah, it's I use the computer for other stuff, too. I, I use my 20-sided die all the time, <laughs> you know, just for the hell of it. So he's figuring out his budget. Sure. Yeah, just roll 20s, just for the fuck of it. Why not? Why not, indeed? Apple introduced a new mouse today, among other things, but I think the only thing that affects us would be the mouse. The magic mouse? Is that what it's called? Hey, yes. Have you seen it? No. Yeah, it's, I saw it allows, like, a multi-touch gesturing on the mouse. It doesn't have a button, what, right, what or something like that? Has one that had one button. I'm not sure. I trust. I don't trust something that doesn't have a button. I'm not sure. Everything in your life has to have a button. <laughs> I don't trust anything without a button. Um, uh, yeah, it has like multi-touch. Like you can scroll and you know scroll up. <laughs> you can scroll and you can scroll. <laughs> Pretty much scrolling is what you're going to be doing. I don't know if you're going to. If there's anything else you need to do on a mouse. Sounds fascinating. They've integrated. My laptop has pinch zoom on it, mm-hmm. and I think this thing has pinch zoom as well. That's the most useless function of all time. Pinch really? Zoom. Yeah, I even hate it on my iPhone. I always do the double tap to zoom in because I just the pinch zoom. It's something about that. It's just it's like it's, but, fake. But it's, what, what, it's fake. What they need <laughs> is a function on the iPhone that when it like when the screen decides for whatever reason it's going to turn sideways on you, they need a function for it to go back to normal because god freaking knows it's trying to twist the phone or shake the phone or whatever it will not go back to normal why are you Am shaking your phone one? i'm gonna but, show you a little trick joel when you turn it sideways like this it does it's called a 90 degree turn i'll tell you what my, right iPhone, back up. my iphone worked fine until like two weeks ago when i tried to get the upgrade until so you started shaking it and <laughs> worked and sense drive me crazy so joel let me see if i'm giving this straight you're having a technical problem god, with some it. piece of technology that you own god I find that hard to believe. Joel hates the cleaning ladies now. I know. Because what? the cleaning ladies dismantle his equipment every time they come in, <laughs> supposedly. The, the, the cleaning ladies are awesome. The cleaning ladies are great. They're super nice, too. Well, she, it's she, hard to believe anyone coming within like a five-foot radius of my desk not accidentally somehow unplugging something or other that takes four hours to try and figure out what's unplugged from Are we talking about the switcher box board. that's conveniently located at your foot <laughs> that <laughs> magically gets kicked? <laughs> and then splitter, god damn. I, anytime Joel has a problem, it's like the first thing I always look at is, is the splitter still on? Oh, the, the funny thing was you were not here one morning. And the morning you came in, that was under mm-hmm. his desk because Joel had a problem with his computer and it wouldn't get video. And so I got under there and was checking all the cables. I go, what is this huge splitter thing that's on here? And, and Joel, I don't. That's a thing. I don't know what that is. And I'm under there for about 10 minutes trying to figure that, trying to route all the cables to figure uh, out what's wrong. Jeff walks in, sees me under the desk and saying, and just immediately says, check the power on the splitter. He probably, <laughs> he probably kicked it out again. And sure enough, that's exactly what it was. Right. Jeff was there it's half more, a second and more, knew what the problem was. More complex than this. It's exactly more what it was. Well, there was a reboot involved after that. <laughs> we plugged it in and restarted the computer, and that was it. More, more complex than what you're we, 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 you know, we have another splitter now. We should find a way to integrate that down there. <laughs> no, well. no. Please stop. Please stop. God, it's terrible. There's also a – I just got my – Gav left, and I got my computer back. From Congratulations. G- from Gavin. Thank you very much. So now I have my workstation back. I was here the entire time that Gavin was here. I don't remember people needing the computer constantly when Gavin was here. I don't remember that. <laughs> and then as soon as I get my computer back, everyone's on my computer doing stuff. You you looked so down. I had to leave the office for a little while this morning. You weren't here yet. And when I was leaving, Matt was sitting himself down at your computer to work. And when I came in, you were just sitting on the sofa and looked so downtrodden waiting for Matt to get up. And the second Matt gets up, you go sit down in your computer and you go, hey, let's set up a shot. And Gus goes, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> get up. No, Gus came in to do an Achievement Hunter video. That was oh, before yeah, yeah. now this is the podcast to do it. So uh, somehow 
I mean, we did. Gavin did have to get up to do the podcast. That's the one thing. But yeah. I don't remember Matt. And the problem that I have is that when people use my computer, they just rearrange stuff for no reason. We have a new guy who just started working in the office. First day here, his first day in the office, I'm at my computer trying to filter lines for the episode we were putting out last night. I could not hit the raid. I couldn't hit the raid. I kept asking Gus, did you change something on the raid? What's going on? I can't connect to the raid. i got to get this done. Can't get to the raid. Somebody help me. What's going on? Finally, he says, oh, I took your network cable. (laughs) (laughs) First day. First day. You've been here six hours. uh, It's part of the uh, indoctrination (laughs) you don't know about. It's it's in the processing. (laughs) You know, when we worked at the Buda office, Matt had his own computer right next to mine. Matt would dismantle all my cables, and he would say, I was testing something. <laughs> and apparently he was testing my patience is what he's yeah. testing. Because I would come in, everything would be dismantled. Well, you uh, you bring it on yourself sometimes. Didn't you play a practical joke on him yesterday? I did. <laughs> did you hear what I did? Yeah, I heard. Matt was wearing a hoodie, and we have a cat here that Matt hates. And so I put a bunch of catnip in Matt's hood in his hoodie while he was at his desk. <laughs> and uh, well, Brandon took a picture of it. The cat is all over him. <laughs> <laughs> he was cat. Wouldn't leave him alone. It was like on his shoulders, it was chewing on his head. <laughs> he's like, what is wrong with this? What is wrong with this yeah. cat? In Matt's defense, he swears he doesn't hate the cat, he just hates everything the cat stands for. <laughs> Whatever that, that, that cat stands for. He hates the he hates the idea of the cat. Oh man. And now I have to I have to find a new home for the cat. I really do have to find a home for him. So Maybe if anybody if, lives if, in Austin and if hey, a listener uh, wants him, we can ship him, he, right? He yeah. is the greatest cat in the universe, which uh maybe we should give him away in a contest. No, 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 no. <laughs> I am gonna try to find him a home with someone I know, but he really We is. know everybody on the site and everyone on the site loves us. And we loves are like cat. a big extended we family. Love, we are like a big extended family. We should give the cat away. You, you can FedEx a cat, right? Oh yeah. Uh, for sure. No. I love that cat. <laughs> he the cat's is, not leaving Austin. He's the greatest cat ever. I want visitation rights for he's Joe. A very sweet cat. He's awesome. Why don't you take him? You need another cat. I have two cats. Yeah, but what's, and a th- what's a third cat? I, a, a, a third more trouble in my life? I'll kill one of the first two cats. I'll make you a deal <laughs> I right appreciate now. the offer. I'll make you a deal with like strangers on the train. You kill, <laughs> you kill my dog and I'll kill your cat. Yeah, just uh, get rid of Isaac. No way, dude. Isaac's the best cat ever. I no, love that cat. No. That cat's fucking awesome. No. Why don't you take Joe? No. Gus? I don't, I don't, I don't want him. Come on, he's a good cat. I think Nathan's brother's going to take him. I hope so. I hope so. Especially after seeing what he does to that corner of the couch, there's no way I'm taking that cat. He does shed a lot. God, the cat is a shedding machine. He makes me wonder how he has hair left. Maybe he's going, like, bald. That'd be, great, bald. To have, that'd be great to have a cat with a receding hairline. <laughs> would that work at the back, or would that just go from the front like a like a person? We had a bald spot. I don't know. I, why is that, though? Like, I have two cats that don't shed at all, ever. You just, I, you just don't see it. I guess. Joe, Joe has white hair in addition to his orange hair mm. and sits on a black couch all day. Yeah, that's the thing about Joe is he's got, like, two spots in the office. So, like, he really concentrates, that's you know, where he drops his hair. You know, it's, I'm sitting on it right now. Plus, he, see, he sleeps about 18 hours a day. Yeah, it's a pretty stressful life. It is a stressful life to be a cat. <laughs> Maybe should make him his own internet you got site. people hiding your catnip in other people's clothes. That was great. Got to work to get it out. Matt was perplexed. <laughs> what time did you do that? Um, it was late. It was oh, like was 11 it? o'clock at night. Oh, okay. I was bored. You know, late night, late night in the office doing production, and I thought, I can say, <laughs> Matt's here working hard, I think I'll sabotage him. How about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like fun. This is just like he used to do to you back in the butte office. Bernie would come in, he'd be so mad, he would walk over to Matt's desk and just unplug every <laughs> wire and cable. You did that, that not too there. long ago here in Austin. Let's see how you like it. Unplug, unplug, unplug. And, no, I actually had great vindication, because at the end of the whole thing... 
Matt realized that he was taking screenshots, which he was doing for the cover of the DVD. He was taking screenshots on a profile called Butthole69 <laughs> that Gav had set up. And if you take screenshots on a non-live enabled profile, you have no way to get the screenshots. You, you can't push them to the web and pull them down. So Matt had to go and make Butthole69, have it join live and make a new account. Surprisingly, Butthole69 was not an available gamer tag. Go well, do we, have, do we have to beep that out now so people don't fucking find it and uh, look through his Bungie Net profile? Well, oh, no, no, no. It's a different name. Yeah, no, it's a different we had to name. change it because Butthole Sixty Nine was not available. Well, like all the profiles of this office from now on should be like Princess Happy Time or whatever. So anything other than Butthole or whatever, you know, because it's like those are all taken. They're all taken. <laughs> well, also, it just get it would get deleted immediately. It'd get pulled down. You know what though? He's talking about something Gus and I talked about today. Gus and I have decided when it comes to grammar. Fuck it. We're no care anymore. Yeah. Why, why do I have to spell right? I saw someone misspell you guys, something on the internet, and it set me off. And I'm like, why am I the only one still spelling things correctly? Why, why are we making why, the effort? Why am I the one that stands out now? Because I do things right. I'm just going to conform. Fuck you, it. I give up. You, you won't make it. That's I got, it. I got a mad. You'll, you'll, I'm just going to start mashing the keyboard. Like, <laughs> hopefully the sentiment comes across if I just start pounding the keyboard. People will understand what I'm trying to say, because it'll probably be about spell just about as well. Well, if they see it's coming from you, I'm sure they know what the sentiment's going to be. <laughs> I gotta say, man, on our raid, there's a folder called Calendar, and Calendar is spelled D-A-R at the end. And I have not tried to out the person <laughs> who did that, but somebody put Calendar. Well, there's not very many people who would work on the Calendar. <laughs> I can think of one person who might have worked on the Calendar, who is notoriously a great speller already. <laughs> yeah, we have... Yeah, it's a, it's just a symptom of the times, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. We need a spell check at the door, I think. <laughs> it's like, it'd be great if it had like a detector that went off when you came in. I know you're about to spell something incorrectly. Uh, like, I, I wonder, <laughs> like, okay, so, so, so I'm thinking about this, right? Uh, obviously, there's there's spell check in a lot of places now. Obviously, like, I, you're typing every, a document. It's everywhere. There's guys. a spell check. But the, the one exception you just pointed out is, like, if you make a folder. Right. Like, there's no way to do that. Could you make, like, a little USB device you could plug into your keyboard, and it would let you know always if you were misspelling something, like a little red light comes or on? Or how about if everything you wanted <laughs> to do... What would do, they do, Gus? electric shock. What would that matter? They have it on their screen underlined in red when they post stuff on the web. Yeah, but uh, when making a folder in their operating how about a, system. How about a device that requires you to spell the thing you're trying to use accurately before you can use it? Like, you have to spell door, D-O-R, before you can open the door. <laughs> oh, I see. If you spell it D-O-R, you can't get in. What, I, think I see what, what you're saying. Like, scribble knots. What it was yeah. that set you off, right, was was because somebody put some time and effort into this particular piece of yeah. of whatever, and it was like a photo with a thing, and it had things, and it's like, and it had one word in it that was like a key word, and it's like, why would you go to the effort of making all of this put together yeah, they, they or whatever? Were, they were making one of those fake motivational posters. Right. Those, and are, those are always fucked up. Yeah, those Sucks. are always spelled wrong. Why Not only are they spelled wrong, they're always spelled wrong. They don't get the joke. <laughs> right? And, and most of the time, there is no joke. There's nothing there. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the most misunderstood meme in the history of the internet, I think. I, it drives me nuts. It's, they should just write picture, then sometimes it'll be, these are words. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is funny how, like, certain things, it's just like, there's just no, there's no end. There's no end to that. No? No, it's bottomless. It's bottomless. That and cats. See, before the internet, we were not exposed to other people's writing. Because people didn't write stuff. You didn't get letters from people. Uh, yeah, you had pen pals and stuff, didn't you? Pen pal? Did you have a pen pal? When I was a kid, sure. I never had pen pal. I didn't, my parents didn't write to their pen pals in the kitchen all day long. No? 
No, did know. your parents, did they write letters all day? I think my mom wrote a lot of letters to her friends. They did bills and stuff, but I just don't think people wrote on personal correspondence people, as much as they do now. People wrote a lot. Well, if I think they physically wrote a lot more back then. I mean, like, my mom would sit down and write a letter to her friend Kathy, for instance, or, you know, to keep in touch with people. We moved around a lot, too, though. Instead so. of calling? Yeah, call, writing a letter is like a stamp. Calling's expensive. Hmm. That is true. Calling used to be a lot more expensive than it is now. It's not like it is now, yeah. USB prank device will make your office mates hate you. Have you seen this? No. I, actually, I did see that. That's why I said the USB device that flashes when that's, you misspell that's stuff. That's what made me think of it when you said that. It doesn't have the same brain wave. It's really <laughs> weird. It's a USB, I would use this on you, so you'd be glad I'm talking about it because I would definitely buy this and use it on your computer. You plug it into a USB port, and you set the time delay, and you say, do you want to affect the keyboard? Do you want to affect the mouse and the caps lock? <laughs> and at random intervals, it'll turn your caps lock on and off. And unplug your switcher. And then make your keyboard <laughs> exactly right. It just tests things on your computer. And it makes your mouse move around the screen at random intervals without your control. That's fucking yeah. brilliant. Th- it says that the one that the things it won't do is it won't autosave, like it won't control S, and it won't hit the enter key. And it won't hit the enter key. That makes sense. Yeah. We'll do mouse clicks. Probably I not. Don't I don't think so. so no. Nothing. No damage. Right. Nothing that can't be undone. Right. It, at first, it sounds funny, but I, then I would just assume I had a virus. Yeah. I mean, what does it? What, is it, it, what <laughs> does it cost? Uh, I don't know what it costs. It's um it's available from Thumbs Up UK, so it's going to have some kind of currency that I'm not familiar with, I'm sure. Sure. The euro pound or something. The L dollar sign. <laughs> it is out of stock, so no price. Oh, out of stock. Dangerous. But the suggested retail price is £19.99. That seems uh, like a lot of money. It does th- seem like a lot of like money. Like 35 bucks. Yeah, those little things I bought to annoy Jeff during our contest that would beep in his house randomly, uh-huh. which, by the way, I like physical better than electronic any day of the week. Sure. And the things that I would set around Jeff's house that would beep at random intervals so he would go crazy from the beeping, uh, those cost me, I think, $7.50. That you was know, money well spent. You know, there were you, you, uh, that device, there were a couple different settings, like a couple different noises it could make, and there was one that was like super high-pitched. That was the $10 one. My wife cannot hear that. That's interesting. She that can, that she cricket? Can, she cannot hear that super high-pitched one. Like, I, I I showed it to her one day. I was up here, and I showed it to her. She's like, what does it do? I was like, that noise. It just made that noise. She's like, what noise? Didn't hear it. We talked about this a long time ago, how, like, teenagers can hear certain sound waves and yeah. adults can't or whatever. It's yeah. Weird. They have things to... How old is your wife? <laughs> 50. Well, they have a higher range of frequency than older people do. Younger people, younger people can hear a higher frequency. In fact, they have deterrence... Teenager deterrents. Have right, you seen these? Right. They're called mosquitoes. Is that right? I think that's what they're called, yeah. And they would put sirens or, excuse me, loudspeakers up outside of places that teenagers loiter, and they would play the sound and drive away the teenagers. <laughs> it's like they do that with birds at Whole Foods. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I, remember that, I remember being a teenager and trying to go to a convenience store, and you, there would be signs that would say, no more than two teenagers in the store at any time, or two students. Yeah. Did you guys have stuff like that no, where you were? I don't yeah, remember I don't remember that. that. Or like... You know, leave your backpack at the door or whatever. There would be signs that would say, like, no loafing and loitering, but no... Uh, no loafing? No loafing. Yeah. Are you not thinking of Homestar Runner, maybe? No, no. <laughs> it was, uh, like, that, they were all over South Carolina. No loafing, wow. Yeah. Loafing. I'm yeah. not sure that's I would a know That's a Homestar Runner thing, right? Well, they, loafing's they have, a word, but Yeah, but they have the yeah. no loafing sign in Do they? Maybe that's where they get it from. Maybe I mean, it's a southern thing. Wow. I did grow up in Alabama and Florida. Wow. Yeah, loafing was so official they could be on a sign. That's... Oh, yeah. They also have, they sell on the site the keychain device, the fob that you can use to turn off any television set. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Those videos where people are watching a soccer game or something, and some guy will be outside the pub and turn it off, and the whole bar freaks out. 
So funny. That's such a riot. If somebody did that, I would, did, did I, you, I would want to throw him into until the Until that street. guy gets fucking soccer hooligan. <laughs> did you ever see when Gizmodo did that? Yeah, that's... Oh. At the fucking uh, CES? Yep. That yeah. Was... That people were giving presentations, you know, mm-hmm. that their livelihood depends on. Mm-hmm. This jackass shows up and shuts off his monitor while he's giving a presentation to like 50 people. That is not fucking cool, Who man. showed me the, like, the reality show from Japan? I can't remember what it was, where the guy gets kicked oh, in the face. <laughs> kicked in the face. I showed you the one where the, they they make the dude think that everyone around him is getting shot. He goes. Oh, I, I haven't seen that. You told me about that. It's very funny. God, that sounds great. There's a <laughs> that, sniper. That, 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 yeah, that game show, by the way, is called Panic Face King. Panic. <laughs> <laughs> they want to see the scaredest face they Panic can. Face King. You know, I tried. <laughs> I tried to look up a thing you guys showed me years ago, which was a game show where they would go into Japanese people's bedrooms while they were sleeping. And they would wheel in a gigantic cannon and fire the cannon. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yes. I couldn't find a cl- I couldn't find a clip of it anywhere. I mean, can you imagine being sound Some, asleep? Somebody, yes. Yeah, so I remember. I think I saw God. this, and when they took one of the dude's beds and put it on a dock where he was sleeping, like next to water, and then shot the cannon off, and woke off, woke up, and then fell into the lake. Dude, the Japanese are light like years this. ahead of us in entertainment. I'm not. I didn't see that one. I don't understand. Like, you, you look at their culture, you know, it's like, oh, they're man. like, I don't subdued, and like, they pee sitting down, and then they're quiet, you know, it's like, and then they have these game shows that are just like, what in the... They pee sitting down. Where do you get your cultural I knowledge he, from? He, he, I, I, I gotta give some background <laughs> on that. I, I was explaining to Joel how the toilets in Japan are different, and there's somewhere you're like... You, oh, you, like, I know what you're talking about. You squat. Yeah. It's not a toilet like you're used to here in the United States. There's probably more of those in the world than toilets like we have. I'm right. Yeah. That's a, the entire Middle East is like that. That must be a thing in the culture to not sue because if we did half the stuff in in their game shows over here, everybody would sue. Yeah, like the ones where like the people are walking down up that narrow alley and they're like they'll throw a giant boulder at them. <laughs> they gotta run away. Some businessman walking down the street. <laughs> And they'll get hit and get knocked over. Yeah. Or they're like all of a sudden like a crowd of a hundred people will run at them. Screaming. <laughs> and then they start running away. Screaming and yelling. I guess that's how all the jackass guys get away with that stuff <laughs> filming over there. Well what about the one where there was somewhere they had a porta potty too, and people would go in to use the porta potty, and then the porta potty's roof would open and it would elevate them naked up <laughs> like an elevator would lift them up so suddenly they're out in the open up above everyone else completely naked <laughs> using the toilet. <laughs> What the hell is that? This is going to be a real fun link dump to put together. I love finding all these videos. You guys are going to be laughing his ass off. No, I know. Wasn't that the one that you showed on the side of the ski slope where they go into the room and they sit down and shoot? I'm the only one who liked that. Those guys didn't think I just thought the setup was way too long, but it's funny for a guy to get propelled down a mountain. The the guys, I guess, are like at a a, a sauna or something at a, a ski resort. And uh, they go in, they like sit down in a recliner, and they're drinking tea. And all of a sudden, the, the wall falls down, and the rockets ignite under their chair, and it shoots them down the, the ski slope. God, are you going to be able to cut all it's this? Actually, are you going to edit all this? Yeah, yeah. It's funnier, it's funnier to describe than it is to watch for some reason. I don't know what it oh, is. It's, it's... That video just fell flat for me. Two cool things happened in that space, though, this week that I'm very happy about. Did you guys see the video uh, from the prank show where the guy walked up in some kind of promenade? And put a plastic bag over another guy's head as a prank and then ran away. And nobody this, understood what was happening. And he runs by a this dude. Is, this is what I was talking about. Who did a roundhouse and took him out. Yeah. Really? He, the guy's running full speed. And this guy does a, like a back roundhouse. Catches the guy in the chin with his foot. And he's out like a light. Wow. No, I did not see that. And like, finally that happened to somebody. Somebody. Some prank show. Somebody got it back. 
because nobody knew what was going on, and they thought the guy was being attacked. And then the other one is, of course, this balloon kid where oh, they pulled God. this hoax. All these people are out. You know, they they the rescue teams are out spending money. I, 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 I gotta say, no, 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 I no, called no. it. The, yeah, Gus called it. I was actually upset. Like the, I was watching wait, CNN wait, all that day, I, like, terrified I, for that. Kid. I didn't know about it. I came back and I asked Jeff, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, this balloon. This kid's in the balloon." He explained it to me. I was like, all right, well, "It's a hoax." I said, you, you the, kid's s- not in, "The kid's not in there." I said, "The kid's at, in a box at his house." Yeah, wait, wait, you, you, gotta, you gotta set this up because I don't know what you guys are talking about. And you know, how can you not know about the balloon kid? I don't know about the balloon. It's like the biggest. It's all there is in the news right now. All right, well, explain it to me. All right, last Thursday, this family in Colorado called the police because. They had this giant weather balloon in their backyard that looked like a UFO, and they said their like six-year-old son crawled into it, and the balloon took off, and went to like eight thousand feet in the air, and like started drifting away. So what happened? Okay, was, wait a minute. And th- this family, this is not the first time they've been on TV, right? They were on Wife Swap. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> they, well, here's what it all boils down to: is that uh, cops and EMS and all kinds of people were out trying to find this kid because then there was a story that maybe there was a he was he was not in the balloon he was in a box under the balloon and that they saw something fall from the balloon and so everybody thought that this poor kid fell 7,000 feet you know to a horrible death or that he was just scared shitless hanging out in this balloon and so they're chasing the balloon down and putting all the they have to close Denver International Airport yeah they're putting all these resources towards finding the balloon and then the box and it finds it it's come out supposedly that it was all a hoax perpetrated by the dad who was trying to get a TV series about science and was going to use the publicity to do like a mad science kind of show and uh now he's being criminally investigated and the feds are i just read this morning the feds are involved so good yeah yeah absolutely because we're all sick of stupid attention whoring people yeah here's the guy who it looks like has done it on an hour criminal level yeah so i think everyone is thank god somebody did this on a level that we can throw a book at somebody for being a detention whore yeah. and being yeah. a fucking it's, it's unbelievable. God, I'd be pissed oh. if like my flight was delayed over nothing. You know? Dude, no kidding. It's fucking horrible. You, you can tell we spent too much too much time in airports because that's like the thing that I keyed out. It was like, <laughs> oh, flight someone, delayed. someone had to miss their flight? God. I'm so worried for that poor kid. <laughs> I know, I even called you when I, as soon as I found out. Yeah, no, yeah, he did. Yeah, so I wanted it to be a hoax. I wanted it to be, I wanted, or I wanted it to be a kid who let the balloon go and got scared and hid under a bed or something. Right, right. You know? But still, as a parent, you're just like, it's a fucking terrifying idea. Well, the problem is not that the kid is safe. The problem is that the parents are letting other people put themselves in danger yep. and not telling people if yeah. they knew about it. Absolutely. Be- just to get more attention so that they can get a reality show. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? And involving your kids in that, man. You know? I mean, if, that, if that's what took place, I, I, I hope the guy goes to jail. My wife was saying... Well, if he if this guy goes to jail, then the kids Maybe. won't have a father around. It's like the kids don't have a father around. Yeah, right? if that's the case, yeah. how is not every parent is a good influence? Maybe yeah. we could get a reality show about a dude in prison. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> good lord, give me a break. <laughs> we could call it balloon dad gets balloon raped. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's a workable title. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can play around with it. I wonder where they got the balloon. Looks like the flight of the navigator ship. They built it, I think. It was like a family project. Supposedly the guy's like really big into like French science and had been uh like doing a lot of wacky experiments and shit. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Give me over under. Is he gonna get a show off this? No. No uh, way. No, I don't yeah, think so. No. I think that'll be too much You might be too surprised much, too many bad feelings about it. You might be surprised. Somebody might come up with a show where bad things happen to this guy. You know, I don't know. I he, you never he, know. He a guy like that's probably so sick for attention and fame that he would take any kind of show, even if it was ultimately disparaging towards him. Right? We watched just the other day a video on the web where a dude's 
for for another television show, stood in front of a tennis ball launcher. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just to get on TV. Aimed at his crotch. <laughs> for science. <laughs> they said that they fired a tennis ball at him at fifty miles an hour. So they could film it hitting his crotch in slow motion. Was Gavino so they there? could test his uh, fucking heart rate. Yeah. So they could yeah. test his heart rate. To see if he got up to 180 beats per minute. Guess what? He did. <laughs> he was at 140 before they pulled the trigger. It's Good so, lord. So dumb. People, some people do anything to be on TV. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But involving your kids is a totally different level. Yep. You know, it's just odd. You want to prank your wife? That's fine. There's that, <laughs> there's that, there's that couple that's on break that constantly just pranks each other. I don't even know if it's real or not. Those guys are heroes. Sure, why not? Yeah. I don't care. It's funny. <laughs> I, I, did your wife, when you walk in the house, does your wife get scared? Do you find you startle your wife a lot? No. I think it's pretty easy to hear me coming. I think that you know, if I'm walking down the hall, you know it's Bernie coming, or you can yeah. hear me. I don't sneak up on you. I actually do to do to you guys a lot, try to sneak up on you. My wife, I scare the shit out of her unintentionally about four times a day. Really? Yeah, she must be deaf. She's like nervous, I guess. I don't know. I just walk up and I say, "Do we have any?" And she immediately starts screaming at the top of her lungs because she said I snuck up on her to scare. Her. No, my wife. It's like the opposite. It's like, "Hey, honey, please, I'm talking. Just can you look at me? Can you pay attention <laughs> to me for two seconds? I just need to ask you a question." No, oh, would she get involved with stuff? She's busy doing important shit that is more important than me. You hyper know. hyper focus. Yeah, she's making a puppet or fucking cutting something or gluing something. What I hear about you having a troop of puppeteers that live at your house now. They don't live at my house, but they 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 used to meet. We they, not anymore, but they for the summer they met one night a week to do a puppet workshop in my studio. And there might be like a, an international puppeteer living at your house or something. Yeah, they want to. They're working on some program with the city where there's going to be like a puppet swap, and they want to host the puppeteer at our house and pay us for it. So I'd be willing to do that for some money. Puppet swap. Puppet swap <laughs> sounds dirtier than it is. Yeah, it does. We have very different lives. You and I? Yeah. Very, very... I said one night a week. It started as one night a week, but as they got closer to their show, they were here like seven days a week at my house. <laughs> That's living in your house. <laughs> That's what much. I said. They didn't spend the night. That's how you know? it started. But, yeah. They don't live it's in my lot. house, so it's there seven days yeah, a week just... eating food. <laughs> no, they would always, to, to their credit, they always brought tons of beer. I didn't have to buy a beer for the last like four months. God, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. They would keep the little mini fridge <clears> and the studio stocked. I just want to say... You can't come to my house and do that. <laughs> I'll buy my own beer. I don't want people at my house seven days a week. Yeah, that's why we got the office in Buda, right? That's true. Yeah. We were at your house seven days a week. Well, that was the big, the you know, and sometimes when we work late, this in this like week before we're making a DVD, it's always very late hours because we're just very finite amount of work we have to get done. So let's just get it done as quickly as possible and get the DVD out as soon as we possibly can, right? So we have very long hours, and mm. these are the days when my wife will sometimes say to me, you know, I haven't seen you in three or four days. You know, I, you're gone when I wake up, and you're not home by the time I fall asleep. And I have to remind her that we were all in our house for a year and a half making Red versus Blue, and she kicked us the hell out. <laughs> said, you got to get out of here. It's true. I was I was just not being there. I was surprised at how tolerant. I was like, how could how could she deal with that? Was... Well, there was a, we had Jack was very young. He was almost a year at that point. A year old, yeah. So that seems like and it so, would make it a lot harder, even. You know? No, I think it was a nice break to not have be there with a kid all day. Because I think we just stay well, at no, home. See the, see, the thing is, I'm not for her or for yeah. you. See, I'm talking about her, not you. When you're home with a kid all day, just with a kid, that kind of changes your frame of reference. Okay. And you, I don't think you've done that in your life, Joel, have you? <laughs> but I've seen it happen with a lot of people. It's like you just clamor for any kind of adult conversation where sure. everything's like, ooh, look, pink, you know, and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That sounds sounds awesome. 
But I, I, I can tell you a story about the longest, you know, the long hours that we've kept with Red versus Blue, the strangest story I've ever had like that. Have you ever had a period where you've been home and you haven't, you feel like you're not in sync with your own house? Kind of a thing, Jeff, where you've worked such long hours? Uh, I don't. I, I, maybe? I don't know. Nothing comes to mind. But I mean, I've definitely had some weird times, you know? After season one, when we would stay up all night, Thursday night, essentially, yeah. for a year <clears throat> straight, and I, I felt like I got so out of sync with the world that nothing mattered. And we were going to the Lincoln Center to premiere season two, and I was working on that, and my wife comes in, and she says, it's after midnight. And I said, okay. She goes, it's after midnight. And I go, baby, it's after midnight. Okay, I work after midnight all the time. I go, what? what's the big deal? Why? It's after midnight. And she says, happy new year, and walked out. I was like, oh, shit. So I had to shut off my computer and like, go... <laughs> Go spend some time with my wife. I was like, wow, I worked through the New Year. I didn't know it was New Year's. Wow, that is, uh, yeah. <laughs> that is out of scene. That was wow. fucking weird. That was really, really weird. You know what? I, I, I couldn't – you know what must have been the hardest part is if you're staying up all night, and I can't remember, you know, like a Thursday or whatever you're doing it, and yeah. having to go to work yep. the next day. Yep. That must have been you know what was the worst. Morning you know, floor manager started at 7 a.m. Yep. Yeah, that must have been the worst. I think Thursday was actually harder because Thursday we knew we were going into it. Yeah. It was, it was a hard thing to walk into, for sure. Yeah. Yep. But it was fun. It was, I mean, it was enjoyable. It's the re- But it is the reason why Red vs. Blue comes out on Monday now. Yep. It doesn't come out on Friday anymore. That is the reason. Is because having the weekend to work on something as opposed to knowing I have to stay up all night Thursday night, which doesn't make really any difference now because we do this full time. But back when we had day jobs, it was a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a different life. Back then, it was a long time ago. It really was, man. And all the pod, uh, all the podcasts you did back then never got aired. <laughs> you should uh, put those up. Directors' commentaries. I remember we're in that phase now. We were talking about just taking control of the project. We were talking about that today. Do you remember we had the first DVD done for Red versus Blue season one, and it was complete, and we were ready to ship it. We off. were sitting in your office, staring at a FedEx envelope. Yeah, and, and I and I said to Jeff, I said. We essentially had play movie, chapter selections, and then what else? The PSAs. PSAs. And on it, which we had already made. And I said, I think our DVD should have more stuff on it than just the show. Like, it should have more extra features because it's only got three menu options. And we had already been busting our asses and were pretty fucking exhausted and ready to be done at that point. It was our first DVD we'd ever made, so we were learning how to make a DVD while we did it. And we just sat there. We sat there and looked at each other for about 10 or 15 minutes and – I just took it out of the package and said, yeah, we're going to take it back and put some more stuff on it. And let me, we took an extra week and put deleted scenes on it and all that. And I'm really glad to this day. I'm so much let me, better. Let me I'm really it. glad we did that. I let me ask you a question. What DVD has the most that was a fucking Easter, Easter eggs on it? Oh, it's hard to say. I mean, so, maybe season we, four or five. We try to trump each one. Reconstruction was a little different. No, here, but here's the question, right? Which, season five, I would season say. Season five. Four or so, five. Three, probably. Do you, think or three, there, do you think there's a person out there that has seen or unlocked every single aspect yeah, yes. of yes absolutely really yeah there's websites there used to be websites devoted to them you can and if you don't can't find them you can put them in your computer and play them like in windows media player and it'll show them all as separate titles and chapters yeah this is actually something i would like to get some feedback on and i was going to talk to the audience through the site about it i understand what joel is saying here though i think our dvds are too complex sure not that they're hard to navigate or anything but we put all these motion menus on and we have outtakes and deleted scenes and easter eggs and miniseries and all that goes on the dvd and you know we the cool transitions we have from the different menus 
not on the main ones, but on the ones you go to to see like outtakes and things. They're awesome. Like that bonus disc is awesome. And I put in other discs, and it's just play movie. Well, I think the difference with us is we're trying to offer our audience a different experience than they're getting online watching our show, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I know? get that. And I mean, we're they're very generous to buy the DVD, and we want to give them as much additional material as we can, right? But here's what I'm thinking, and I, and I think our DVDs are head and shoulders above every other DVD. I'm talking DVDs that come from major studios. Absolutely. I think our DVDs are better than those DVDs. Yeah, hands down. But I wonder if that's a good return for us. Not, not, I'm not talking on business sense. I'm talking on a creative sense. I wonder if the audience if, if the audience knew they were like maybe sacrificing more in the major narrative, or that you were sacrificing more in the story, or getting more story. Well, I won't or, say that because we don't sacrifice our story because the DVDs are made after the story. But let's say this: let's say the week or two that we were making the DVD, if we spent that week or two making a couple extra episodes of Red versus Blue to put on the web. I think they would like that better, but it's just. But that's the thing. Yeah. You always want to. You always want to make a better product for the people who are buying it, right? Mm. Sure. Yeah. It's like we're, we're getting into now where people think that the shorts are gone, <laughs> and they're boycotting, or they're not boycotting. They're protesting in my comments, and they're yeah. all funny. You know, they're they're signing this petition and making fun of it and saying you got to bring the shorts back. And yeah. it's like it's just like anything else. It's like if people buy, if people buy the DVDs, we know that's a thing we'll dedicate more stuff to, right? Yeah. So, absolutely. so if if we made a shorts DVD and people bought it, we'd have more shorts. Yeah, right. That's how it works. Well, you know, we'll probably make more anyway, but we know what people like based on what they support. No, we, we won't you know? make more unless no, they buy. no. I mean, it's true. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, if people stop buying our stuff, then we disappear. Well, it's the assumption if they're not buying it, they don't like it. That, I mean, that's real simple. It's not that we sit down with metrics and say, well, this product is performing better than these products. We just assume like, wow, people seem to like it, but no one really wants yeah. to pay you for know, it. Yeah, nobody yeah. likes it, likes it. Yeah, nobody likes it, likes it. That's exactly right, Gus. Nobody likes it, likes it. So it's interesting. This portion of the product podcast brought to you by the Rooster Teeth Shorts DVD. We were, <laughs> we're, we're, we should disclose, we were paid to blog that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we had to pay ourselves. Yeah, we do receive funds for talking about the uh, Rooster Teeth Shorts DVD. Well, Just so you know. Is there anything else we should talk about before we get back to work making those DVDs? Do, do, do. No, but I would like to hear people's feedback on that. Do you, you know, yeah, do, get... you, do you guys appreciate the DVDs? Do you like that they're so complex or is it or have you ever have you never bought a DVD and you just had no idea that there was so much extra content on it? Like I wonder do we, if if we even do a good job you know explaining how much extra stuff we put that you just can't get online. Yeah, I wonder too. Well, I guess yeah. people should leave comments in the group. Yeah, that'd be cool in the Drunk Tank on, group. On the yeah. com slash Drunk Tank, and uh, you can see the group news and leave comments about it there. Yes. By the way, I set up that vanity URL. I haven't talked about it on the podcast. You can visit the Drunk Tank group by going to com slash Drunk Tank. Very Yay. cool. I looked up DrunkTank.com. Yeah, I've, I've looked it up before. I, I emailed the dude who owns it asking to buy it, and he never replied. What's there? It's a coming soon page. Yeah. Who knows how long it's been there? Aren't they all? All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.